Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello LA Kings fans and welcome to episode 1 or episode 16 of season 2 of the Kings and as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 16 of season 2 of the Kings and and you know, it's Tuesday night. We just saw your LA Kings get a nice 2-1 victory over the Minnesota Wild. You know what I bet some people did today? I bet some people put some money on your LA Kings to win. I bet a little a little underdog action. I bet some people put some money on the LA Kings to win. I'm betting on hockey right now. Lots of people are betting on hockey right now and other sports, including football. You know, we have the Super Bowl matchup. I was giving you, I was giving live NFC updates of the Bucks and Packers game on the last episode because I was recording during the game. But now the Super Bowl set Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And you know what, Pigskins fans? With that, with the big game, the the moment you've been winning for all season is here. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing you the golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do is share... All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if and if all if you have the most predictions correct, you could top the prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing, so use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions Term conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And if you have a problem or know that anyone that has a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Episode 16 
of Season 2 of The Kingston. Also, as always, before we get started, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review, not just to The Kingston, but to every other great podcast here around the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at The Kingston, THPN. I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Cunningham Jordy, or on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham 23. That's Jordy with a Y. Also, as also, of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We wouldn't be here without the Hockey Podcast Network. So go follow them on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our great video footage around the network. And check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. So go check that out as well. Episode 16, Season 2 of The King's Den. Back-to-back wins to talk about for your LA Kings. Your LA Kings have won three out of their last four. We get to talk about two wins on this episode. Last episode, we talked about a big win against Colorado Avalanche, and then we talked about a bit of a letdown, a loss on Saturday night against the St. Louis Blues. But what did we say in that episode? What did we say? We said the great thing about this season is you get the chance to bounce back. This was the first... Back-to-back, the Kings had all season. They were 5-7 and seven on the back end of back-to-backs last year. They played a lot last year. This was their first of the year playing against St. Louis Blues again Sunday night. And they bounced back in a big way with a big 6-3 win over the St. Louis Blues. They were up 2-1 after the first. St. Louis did get the scoring started. Jordan Cairo makes a great play off the of faceoff, gets it to Braden Shen, one nothing. Jonathan Cook wasn't happy about himself, and I got to be honest, his positioning wasn't great. He kind of slipped trying to get over. Jonathan Quick was not happy at, uh, with himself on this goal. Kairou made a great play. It was off a centerized faceoff. They got in, in the zone quick, and it just led to kind of an odd man rush somehow, but it was a great play, and that made it one nothing early, but Kings got it back right away. I, Alex follow his first of the season. Uh, hey, not alls are going to be pretty, and this was not pretty whatsoever. A power play goal for him against Huso, the rookie for the Blues. Again, power play goal just snuck it past him. It, again, it wasn't pretty, but it got into the back of the net. Made it 1-1 at the time. That was from Kempe and Kopitar, that goal on the power play. And then later on, later on in the period with about a minute and a half left, Carl Grundstrom just unbelievable effort great dangle around the defenseman first he blocked the shot he pretty much did the whole play himself he blocked the shot it went right to trevor moore led to a two-on-one moore got it over to grunstrom who made a dipsy doodle around the defenseman just a great great deke brought toe drag kind of got it through the defenseman's legs around the defenseman and got it past Huso to make it two to one for the kings at the time and it was two to one for the kings after the first period I gotta say, this was these last two games have been the most complete that the LA Kings have played so far this season. The second period was unreal for the LA Kings in this game against St. Louis. First of all, Cairo he had the he had the best he had the great play in the first period to set up the goal. Absolutely horrible turnover by Cairo here. Has in his own zone, tries to get up. Brown made a great play, great stick eye. Dustin Brown had to stop the puck. Gets it and gets it over to Velarde with a nice little backhander again to make it 3-1. That backhander for him is deadly, man. And he, Gabe Velarde has a nose for a net. He, like I said, he's going to score a lot of goals for this team. That was his third of the year, again, assisted by Brown. And just a great play by Dustin Brown on a horrible giveaway by Jordan Cairo. And then 
few minutes later, Kopitar gets his first of the year. He's been the assist man. He finally gets his first of the year. He actually deflected it. It was originally given to Adrian Kempe. But it's all started with Kale Clegg, man. On the back end, he's been playing really well, the young defenseman, Kale Clegg. He gets the second assist on this goal. That's actually his first career point, the assist. He he drove the puck in, made a great play, got over to Kempe. Kempe, nice spin move around David Perron. He had all the time in the world to make this shot. He did. It actually goes off Kopitar and in. That made it 4-1 to one at the time. Just a great, again, just a great play. Some of the plays that the Kings made in this game were great. And some of them are simple. Some of them are just great. Like, Grunstrums, for example. You're blocking a shot. You're just making a play. And it works out. This one, Clegg with a great drive into that. Kempe makes the play. Kopitar gets the deflection. His first of the year. It's 1-1. It's nice to see a bunch of guys in this game get their first of the years. I have Fallis first of the year. Grunstrums first of the year. Kopitar's first of the year. Despite him throwing up the assists. His first of the year. And then, speaking of first of the year. With a few minutes left, Kings have a great penalty kill. Roy gets to Kopitar, who springs uh, Leas Anderson out of the box. He also made a great stop on this breakaway first, but then Anderson gets the rebound in for his first goal as an LA King. That made it 5-1 late in the second period. Only his fourth career goal, actually, but his first as, as an LA King makes it 5-1 to one after two periods for the LA Kings. Again, it was a, just a great period. They absolutely dominated that period. They actually, they actually like the, the Blues, I say dominated, but the Blues had their chances as well. The shots were 14-11 to 11 for the Kings in that period. The Kings outshot the Blues 35-31 to 31 in this game. Jonathan Quick with a net, like I mentioned earlier. But first of all, let's get to the third period quickly. Burden Shen scores his second of the game from Paranko and Perron. That made it five to two, and then O'Reilly on a slap shot from the point just kind of gets through everyone. That made it five to three. There was two goals in about fifty seconds, and as a Kings fan, you're like, "Oh, hold on, we're we're not going through this again, are we? We're not gonna allow a goal. We're not gonna allow them to come back. We're not gonna lose a four goal lead, are we?" But no. After that, the Kings turned it around. They did a great job shutting the Blues down. After that, the O'Reilly goal. Jonathan Quick was not happy about. It. He thought. Uh, there was some interference on it, but when you go check it again and watch it again, there was no interference. It was close. It was close, but there was no interference. But like I said, the King, the, the Blues score the two goals to make it five to three in about forty in about fifty seconds apart from each other. But then the Kings shut it down. They were like, "No, we're not allowing this. We can't have any more to happen here." They shut it down all the rest of the way, and then Drew Doughty scored his second of the year on the empty net with about sixteen seconds left to ice this game. For the LA Kings, but a great six to three victory over the LA Kings for your St. Louis Blues on Sunday night. Like I said, great for a bunch of guys to get their first goals of the season. I follow Grundstrom, Kopitar, and Anderson all getting their first of the year. Onze Kopitar a three point night, and actually after this game, that brought him up to ten points on the year, one goal and nine assists. He was actually tied going into tonight's game against Minnesota, tied for the league lead. In points with 10 points with his one goal and nine assists. He he was at the top of the league with Bohor out of the Canucks, Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Wow, look at that Scotia North Division there just dominating that. The hey, three three Canadians and Anse Kopitar at the top of the list. But Kopitar, I don't didn't get any points tonight, and 
uh, Marner did, so he has regained the lead. But it was nice. Kopitar is right at the top of the lead, four points this season. So again, a big 6-3 win for your LA Kings. Like I said uh, on Sunday night, like I said, they outshot the Blues 35-31 to in this game. Jonathan Quick was great in this game. Kopitar, like I said, three points. He was the first star in this game. Braden Shen, his two goals, was the second star. And Adrian Kempe was the third star. He had a great game. Didn't score. Remember, he had three goals in three games. We thought he scored just an assist. But, you know, that's okay. He's still getting on the board. He still had a great game. Uh, Face-offs. They haven't been as good for the LA Kings this year as they, was, as they were last year, but they were getting better. They were 50-50 down the middle in this game, the face-offs. And special teams dominated by the LA Kings in this game as they went 4-1. to one on the power or they scored one goal on the power play in four attempts of course i have follows goal and they were a perfect and st louis was 0 for 2 on the power play so the, the kings were for a perfect 2 for 2 on the penalty kill and again like it's just some of the little stuff like blocking shots getting in lanes things that help out your team the kings are doing that a lot more and it's good to see like i said they did allow blues to get back in the game a little bit they were outshot 13 to 7 in the final period but the kings did a great job of holding them off and something you don't see very often there was a delay game violation penalty in this game the last one the blues took something you don't see every day but with the win the la kings split the season series at one between the two teams the kings and the blues next don't play again until February 22nd again in St. Louis. And after the game, you know, of course, we always talk about, I like to talk about what the guys have to say after the game. And just on tonight's win, what Kopitar had to say, he said, I thought we came out with a little bit more authority. That first period, even though we didn't get a whole lot of goals, I thought it was one of our one of the best periods we've played. Being aggressive, being on top of pucks, and shooting the puck too. Second period, the floodgates kind of opened up for us, and the and the third will work on it. So again, the Kings not very happy with the third period, but they did do a good job of shutting down the Blues in the third period. And talking about uh, Kempe being back on the first line and how much it's improved, the first line, Kopitar said, I think he's a really good player with really good skill and high speed. We're just trying to use it as much as we can, try to get him in the spots where he can shoot the puck because obviously his shot is good. Trying to put him in a position where he can shoot it and create offense for us. And of course, that first line, they're the first line for a reason. They've been getting great production. Kopitar said, it's always huge. We always talk about depth scoring, and I think today was a perfect example. We'll take what we can get, obviously. So, of course, they're doing the work on the first line, but they throughout this game, they got goals from all uh, all throughout the lineup, as we've seen. And we're going to talk about, about that fourth line a lot. That Anderson-Grundstrom-Moore line, they've been playing well. They had a great game on Tuesday night against the Minnesota Wild that we're about to break down as... Well, but then, like I just said, how Kopitar was tied to the league lead in points, just talking about that, and just as for his own personal production, he said, I feel good on the ice, I'm seeing the ice pretty well, but I think it's there's still room for improvement in certain areas, I'll keep working on it, and hopefully it gets better. You're at the top of the league in points, man. Like, yes, there's always room to improve, but enjoy it that you're at the top of the league in points. And, of course, head coach Thomas Holland always has stuff to say after the game, and he said... On this was talk, not about the third period because I didn't think the third period was quite complete, but talking about the first 40 minutes of the game and if it was their best, most complete hockey of the season, he said, I would say without a doubt, all three zones were solid. We were skating. There was a tenacity to us. We took respon- We were responsible. I thought it was the first time we took the game to the team rather than receiving it. Obviously, there's work to do in the third, but we'll take all the positives tonight. And then 
just talking about what he liked most about the win against St. Louis on Sunday night. He said, I liked our start. We weren't particularly happy with Lazlotte's line last night, and and we were very honest with them. We told them that. We started them, and they gave us a great first shift and a very aggressive first shift, and the group followed that, which is a good sign. I like the way we broke pucks out of our end against a really good team, for, really good four-checking team. I thought we managed the neutral zone and passed the puck a lot better. So just all around, head coach Tom McClellan way happier with the effort on Sunday night as opposed to Saturday night, which, again, tough loss Saturday night, but a huge win on Sunday night, again, 6-3 to against the St. Louis Blues. And then, of course, your LA Kings off to Minnesota, now in, in for two against the Minnesota Wild. And, you know, just quickly between games, your LA Kings played Saturday and Sunday, and now just played Tuesday night against Minnesota Wild. We're about to, about to break that down. But something that I actually didn't really think of until until looking into this was Monday was the first day off that the LA Kings have had on the road this season. Every day they've practiced or played on the road because this is their first road trip still. Monday was their first time off, first day off on the road this season. And it was a little different for the players. Yes, the staff did work. They were, they like head coach Thomas Holland and the staff did work. They had meetings, but the players, they have a full day off. And in COVID times, you can't really do much. Like you can't really go out and do much. So they talked about how a lot of players went for walks safely, or a lot of players just brought video games and played video games in their rooms all day. But just talking about it quickly. Head coach Tom McClellan went on to say, we had enough work as a coaching staff, but the players, it had been interesting to see how they adapted. I know there was a lot of FaceTime with family and stuff like that, but normally we're probably out and about a little bit more, but we don't want that. We don't want to have too many off days off the, on the road, I can tell you that. A Matt, Michael Amadio, of course, just talking about it, said, uh, we had a workout in the, in the gym here just to get moving. We weren't just sitting around all day. Amadio said, uh, some guys went for a walk just to kill time. I brought my Xbox to play some video games, so that was pretty much it. And it was really strange for Blake Lazotte. Lazotte, of course, second year with the Kings. He's a, he's a native of Minnesota. They're in Minnesota, and he and usually gets to see family and friends, and he doesn't get to this time because of COVID protocols and stuff like that. So he said it was definitely a little frustrating and weird. He said it's definitely unique. It's kind of frustrating at times. He said yesterday, yesterday we had an off day, and we were about 45 minutes from home so it's pretty rough not to see everyone and make a trip home quick at the end of the day it's about safety for everyone and it's good to be back playing it's it's a sacrifice that we all have to make but it's sure worth it so different times for the LA Kings here as of course on the road got to take care of some things but can't go see family can't go see friends in these cities but again like Blake Lozot said it's a sacrifice that the players are making for the team it's what everyone's doing so Gotta to listen to the rules, gotta abide by the rules as well. Also, just quick note, speaking about Amadio, it's been Amadio's been back on that fourth line as well. We'll get to that in the gameplay in a second, but it was Amadio, Grunstrom, and more that's been the great fourth line. Anderson's actually been up in the lineup. He's been playing on the third line. They've they've kind of been switching a little bit, but again, we'll get back to that in the uh in the game against Minnesota Minnesota as well. But just getting into that game against Minnesota tonight. Again, Minnesota Wild 6-3 win against St. Louis and a big 2-1 win against Minnesota Wild tonight. But before going into that game, 
head coach Tom Flan got asked about what it's going to be like playing Minnesota again because this is the first opponent that they've played that they're playing again already. Like, of course, like you're kind of playing series against each team, but they played the first two games against Minnesota, then they've both gone their separate ways, and now they're playing each other again. So, just and of course, in the first two games, the Minnesota Wild won both games the same way, four to three in overtime. So, just Looking at Minnesota again for the first time in a couple weeks, head coach Tom Fallon said, we have some evidence technically and strategy-wise. Strategy we've got a good idea of what we're trying to do to target of what they're trying to do to target our weaknesses and vice versa. He said, special teams, you can find tendencies a little bit more. When we look at the pre-scout, we look at, at did they change anything against San Jose or Anaheim from when they played us? And if they did, what, why and what can we do to fix those things? So definitely... Of course, you're going to look at those things for sure. And just speaking of that, he's, that as well, he said, for the most part, we're, we're still at the stage where we've got to order. We've got to get our game in order. We'll give the players as much information about the opponent as we feel we need, but the rest of it about our execution positioning and our, the rest of it is about our execution positioning and our game. So you're at like Kings going into Minnesota to play them again for the third time this season. Uh, Cal Peterson got the start in net for the Minnesota Wild in this game. Capo Kalkinen got the start for the Wild in this game. So Peterson for the Kings, Kalkinen for the Minnesota Wild. And also just going into this, into this game, just a quick stat here. Going into this game against the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday night, there had been five, no, sorry, 15 lines that had not given up a goal five on five yet this season. Think about that for a second. There's four lines to every team, four times 31, whatever that is. Four times 31 is 124. So 124 lines in the NHL. 15 of them hadn't allowed a 5-on-5 goal yet. Two of those lines belong to your LA Kings. The line of Alex Iafalo, Anze Kopitar, and Dustin Brown, when Brown was on, well, actually, it's two consistencies because Iafalo, Kopitar, and Brown, and then Kempe, Iafalo, and Kopitar. Because, of course, the first few games, Brown was on that line, and then it switched to Kempe on that line. So, 6 1 half dozen of the, of the other, kind of, because you see line changes. But pretty much Kopitar and Iafalo have been the consistence that they haven't allowed a goal of 5 on 5. And tonight against Minnesota was actually the first one. That they allowed. It was actually during a line change. Trevor Moore was on the line with them. But kind of interesting to see, you know. I guess it kind of just got all foiled tonight. But it's interesting stats to talk about going into this game against the Minnesota Wild. Anyways, getting to this game. Your LA Kings beat the Minnesota Wild 2-1 to one on this night. Again, great game. Another great game for the LA Kings. They're really playing their game lately right now I love it they did get outshot in this game 33-21 it was 0-0 after the first period pretty quiet first period the LA Kings actually had a great first period they came out flying they outshot Minnesota 12-6 but nevertheless it was pretty quiet yeah the Kings had their chances but it was pretty they had a couple power play chances as well including a double minor, so they had six minutes of power play time. Couldn't quite convert. That's where a lot of the shots came from. So, but again, still a good 
a good first period for your LA Kings despite not getting one in the net. Both teams were 0 for 3 on the power play in this game, by the way. And the Kings just, just won the faceoff battle as they won 59.9% of faceoffs in this game and actually won the majority in the third period. I think they won the faceoffs 12 to 5 or 11 to 5 in the third period. So that's huge as well, especially when you're trying to win a game. So. 0-0 after 1, you get to the, you get er, 4 minutes into the second period. The defenseman, Curtis McDermott, jumping up in the rush, getting his first of the season from Athanasiu and Carter. Again, after a tough game against St. Louis, that line of Athanasiu, Carter, and Lazat coming out, playing better. Getting on the rush, McDermott gets one past Cochran, making it one nothing again, his first of the year. Good to see him get his first of the year. A guy that doesn't score very many goals, it was good to see him get his first of the year and then no more scoring for the rest of the second period Minnesota actually outshot the Minnesota actually had the play for a lot of the second and the third as they as they outshot the Kings 13 to 4 in the second and 14 to 5 in the third period so the Kings that's something they gotta look at only nine shots over the last two periods but hey the Calgary Flames only had three shots out over two periods tonight so can you really blame them but no, that can't happen for sure. That absolutely cannot happen. But so you go to the third period, game or the Kings up one nothing. Just a, just over a minute into the third period, Joel Eriksson ties it at one. His fourth of the year, kind of a scramble play in front of the net. The LA Kings, a huge risk here. We're gonna see this often. You're gonna see this in the new NHL. The Wild tied at one. Head coach Tom McClellan challenges it. And they lose, unfortunately. They thought it might have been goaltender interference. It wasn't. They lose the challenge. That means the Wild got a power play. Delay game penalty, obviously, when you lose a challenge. That's the rule in the NHL. But the LA Kings, great job on the penalty kill. Getting rid. Uh, just stopping. Because that can be a huge. When you allow a goal, challenge it, lose it, and then have the delay game penalty and allow a goal, that is deflating to a team. But the Kings did a great job great job of killing that penalty and then just a few minutes later they would go on to take the lead Carl Grundstrom his second of the year from Tre- from Trevor Moore and Sean Walker just a, an, again a great play there was a great play along the boards Moore actually wins the battle he attracts two guys to him he gets it to Grundstrom who had a bunch of time and space and rips it past Cochran to make it Two to one, of course. Grundstrom second of the year, second in as many games. That made it two to one at the time, and that's all the scoring there would be in this game. Cal Peterson, first start of the game, he was great. Of course, just allowed one goal uh, on thirty-three shots, so thirty-two save night for Cal Peterson. Great game for him. The Wild brought the pressure late in the game, and the Kings did a great job at responding to it, clearing the puck, getting rid of it. There was, I said, the fourth line was great in this game. The line of Amadio Moore and Grundstrom were great in this game and they kind of I just I tweeted it from the Kings then that they were playing great and then they got pinned in their end late in the game they were on the ice for maybe over two minutes late in the game but finally uh it came to Peterson who whistled it down Minnesota took their time out the Kings got their guys out there that they won out there they did a great job uh shutting down the wild and ending the game as your LA Kings went on to win this game against the Minnesota Wild 2 to 1 finally getting a win against Minnesota this year so they are now 1-0-2 against the Minnesota Wild this year still four out of a possible six points against the Minnesota Wild this 
season. Again, something that LA Kings did great in this game, and we talked about it a little bit, was blocking shots. 18 block shots in this game against the Minnesota Wild. And also, they were great. Uh, also, only 7 giveaways, while the Minnesota Wild had 13 giveaways. So, again, a great job by the LA Kings in this game, taking care of that as well. Not many penalties for the Kings. They took 3 penalties in this game, but again, penalty kill was great at making sure that the Wilds could not get one past Cal Peterson. And also, when your penalty kill is great, usually your best penalty killer is your goaltender. And like I said, Cal, Cal Peterson was just great in this game. So now, your Minnesota Wild are on, uh, are going to, or sorry, your LA Kings are going to play the Minnesota Wild again on Thursday night. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. This episode comes out Thursday, as you know, and then we will talk about Thursday's game against the Minnesota Wild on the next episode of the Kings Den. And then, honestly, your LA Kings, they play the next game against the Minnesota Wild, and then they're off for a little bit. They don't play again until Tuesday, February 2nd. They got four days off. That's kind of unheard of in the season. A lot of teams, that's like the biggest break a lot of teams get this season is four or five days off. Your LA Kings get four days off before they go home for one game to face the Anaheim Ducks. So on the road against the Minnesota Wild, Four days off and then playing the Anaheim Ducks on February 2nd. But again, just to recap, big 6-3 win against St. Louis Blues for your LA Kings this week. And then just tonight, a big 2-1 win against the Minnesota Wild for your LA Kings. Three out of four for your Minos- for your LA Kings. They are playing great hockey right now, like I said. Second in the, in the division right now. 3-2-2, two, two, second in the division. Could you believe that? Colorado's out of the playoffs right now. They're kind of struggling right now. So, interesting to see what's going to happen. Also, just a quick note, actually. Your LA Kings, that as of right now, Tuesday night, they have the most goals in the division. They're playing in a division with juggernauts like Vegas and Colorado. And they lead the division goals right now. Pretty interesting early on. Pretty interesting early on. Your Kings are playing great hockey, and they're only going to continue that. Let's hope that they continue that anyways. This has been episode 16 of season 2 of the Kings Den. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, anything you want to know, any questions you have, tweet at us at the Kings Den THPN. Get us on Instagram at the Kings Den THPN, or follow or get at me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Tweet at us any questions, comments, concerns you have. Let us know. And also, don't forget to like, review, subscribe, all that stuff to not just the Kings Den, but every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. We have so much fun doing this and bringing all this content for you, and we hope that you love it. So check it all out. Like, rate, subscribe, and review to all of our great content here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Also, don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. On Facebook as well, just at the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, all of our great video footage around the network. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. So definitely go check that out as well. Have a great week, everyone. We we won't talk to you till Monday. This feels weird kind of recording on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, but we will talk to you on Monday. Like I said, have a great week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. And we will talk to you on Monday for episode 17 of season two of the Kingston. We'll see you.